unassuming, unarmed, but dangerously uneducated. With useful lessons for the not quite dead yet, GK and F are the voice of a generation who know what the fuck is up. <laughs> Interweb, welcome to GKNF episode 32. Two to tango, one to burn. Oh, great <laughs> name. Oh, Very fitting. Six weeks off, we're back. So, what we're going to do is try to be less shit than last year, but not our best for 2018. Yeah, we, we won't keep people guessing. We want to roll into it. <laughs> I want to open with who we've got here, but I want to know why they're here. Yeah, for sure. And what they're doing out, out this way. Yeah. So, well, we've got two very special guests from, I guess, another life. Uh, I spent my 20s with four, five other guys actually uh, playing music, and we've dragged them on for an episode, and it's my good friend Brett Islob and Kent Griffiths, who were bandmates in the band called The Mission in Motion. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having us, boys. Dude, happy Australia Day. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh... I get, we're, I'm going to get straight to... There's a, there's 10 years of stories. There is countless funny moments. There's a thousand different places we can take this. But let's start with what you guys did today. So for the first time in five years, we all got together in a room and tried to, uh, well, did bang out some of the old songs, um, which was which was yeah, amazing. It was actually crazy. To, to The nostalgia came flooding back very quickly. And what was it like when you walk in and you see each other pro- properly, all the whole crew together for the first time, and actually picking up sort of your instruments and playing the old songs? It was good. Yeah, yeah it was unreal. Um, I think just all the old memories, um, you know, the whole... Because we spend your, half your time rehearsing when you're in a band, or most of the time. So that process, it's some days are good, some days are bad, but mm-hmm. the start, everyone's always positive. It's so like, it was yeah, a good day today. Okay. We, we sucked, but it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is this song? What is the band? Who so was it a matter of like Brett forgetting the second verse to like the news, Kenny playing like a something, like not in drop D, of course, because it's a mission, far <laughs> missing some chords, Lockie's clicks not working, and Rowan, uh, you know, he could spin the guitar around, but not the whole way around. So it was just a, just a normal day in the office. Uh, well, yeah, it basically started like that. We had the day planned and... Um, oh, of, uh, course, of course, of course. Basically, true to mission form. Um, so Brett, lost his job uh, yesterday and made, was made redundant. Fun times. Um, and that was pretty normal for... Emission standard, and then uh, yesterday Lachlan also fell off a roof and damaged his leg. And being a drummer, that makes things a bit difficult. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he played uh, instead of playing the kick drum with his right foot, he played it with his left foot. And I'm guessing uh, so. It's, it's ten years later, but the same old mission. Nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed. But the, the funny, the funny thing about that is, is like not only from a from a. You know, like everyone sort of falls back into their roles quite quickly, which I think is 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 nice. It sort of has a a feeling for us to to move back into those old roles and remember playing back. Like we stopped after every song to tell like four or five stories. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which which was also how we wanted it to be. Like getting back together, we didn't want to be like we're going to go in and rehearse and it's going to be militant and then we're just going to do whatever. We wanted to like 
remember the shit that we haven't remembered for the last five years and talk about that stuff. And have it just last all day. Like, I've just walked into the back end of you guys spending 10 hours together and they're still remembering of stories and laughs. There's been, there's been some fantastic times, which I've been lucky enough to be part of a bit of it. Uh, but you guys must this must be well, shit. We you know some stuff when we're young. You know what's really cool? Because we're, we're kind of filming a few bits and pieces for it. So we've gone into the archives, you know, five dudes... Go your hard drives. Go to your old phones. What are some of the footage and, and photos that you got from back in the day? So we kind of collated all of it together and put it on, you know, in a in cloud. It's in the cloud. No one knows what the cloud is. Um, we do now <laughs> because yes. we're just sitting back watching like footage from ten years ago, like uh, and just sitting on the lounge reminiscing. Like, oh, do you remember that? Just remember, it. like it was um, it was awesome. Very very nostalgic. You forget a lot of stuff until you see it again. You're like, holy shit, we did that. That was cool and. You know, then other memories from that gig or that trip or that whatever sort of fight yeah. back. And a lot of yeah. it was holy shit, I wore that. <laughs> like not holy shit, we did that. What, like, what did you was, wear? What was one of the highlights? Uh, me wearing like a super puffy jacket for for a fat dude is not a good look in <laughs> like in any means. But at the same time, I was rocking some kind of neck neckerchief. I can only call it. <laughs> I, 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 I look like a really fashionable cowboy. I, I, I have no idea what the hell we were thinking. It's funny I you say thinking. that, but then uh, the guy from MasterChef was at that show and now he rocks that. <laughs> I believe oh, they call it a cravat. Is that right? Yeah, someone owes me some royalties. That's amazing. Because <laughs> what it was, we, we, we it all started, uh, we played this uh, a Soundwave tour back in 2012. 12. 2012, biggest shit we've ever done. You know, it's like um, we're, we're almost, almost famous. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we had this guy who come on the tour with us and he filmed it, you know, set up, you know, there was cameras on Kenny's guitar going down the neck and, you know, there was like uh, time-lapse cameras and, you know, it was really cool. It looked pretty professional. And a couple of years after, and we stopped playing towards the back end of 2012, so a couple of years later, I got in contact with Tom. Tom, It was Tom, right? Tom Tim. O'Keefe. Um, Tim. He, Tim, sorry. Tim from Stealing O'Neill. Sorry, Tim. Uh, from Stealing O'Neill. Got in contact with him. I said, you still got that footage? He goes, sure, man. Just post down a hard drive. And then I sent it back to you. It's like, all right, sweet. So I posted it to him. Come back in the mail. It was one day after work. And I come home and had the house myself. Plugged it in. And then, uh, you know, started watching the very first video. And it was um, at Sydney Soundwave walking walking onto the uh, introduction music, which was Back to the Future, which was right. And then walking out, and I sat down on the lounge watching and go, "Oh fuck, I'm missing!" So obviously, I, I know we haven't really touched on it, but you guys are obviously rehearsing for a reason, and it's because you're doing a, a like a John Final one last time tour yes. that's going to go for five years or something. Can you say <laughs> five years? Yeah. <laughs> but, what? Yeah, so he's coming back. He's back doing a show, yeah? One show. One show. Sick. We never actually officially broke up. We never contacted people who were interested in the band. We kind of just... It just sort of went to shit. Yeah. I think... Um, I think yeah, like I was... I always sort of have conversations about it and talk to people about what happened in... Because a lot of people seem to think that where the band comes acrimony and comes a breakup or whatever it is. Like, it really was... And I was saying to Far today, it really was like... Five dudes who spent all of their time together, like literally all of their time when they weren't together, they were working full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. 
And we just wanted our lives back for a little while. You know what I mean? Like we'd spent that much time doing the band and pushing it as hard as we possibly could. Like it was, it was, it was more than a second job because we worked harder at but, it. I would say. But in playing in a band, like you, as you said, you spend so much time. Like I wasn't. I don't think I was working full time. I was doing some sort of like casual days. So it's like during that time, although it was fun and as hungry we were, I think towards the end, it kind of got to that point where it's like, I don't know. We, we, we've plugged away for a long time. Is there something else? It's not being life. fun. And, like that, and the other it thing... very busy. And yeah. the other thing to that is that there's only so many birthdays you can miss. There's only so many things that you have to say, oh, I'm playing a show, I can't be there for. And, it, and, and towards the end, it kind of... Like, it seemed like everything that I was being asked to go to, that was sort of my excuse for everything. And I started to feel like, mm-hmm. I don't really hang out with anyone. You know exactly. what I mean? Like so playing of, in the band was a chill, yeah? I mean, end, I, mean I, I, I wouldn't say that because because every time we played a show, I always had the most fun. And I and I would I would definitely say that towards the end of the shows that we played, that was when we were like, right. I, we were just a well-oiled machine, I reckon. Like, I just reckon we were at our peak and the shows were the most fun they were. Mm-hmm. I think it's just everything that goes around getting to the show like everything like traveling in vans and traveling and doing all this shit and then trying to get back to the office at eight o'clock and like we lived that yeah like it was crazy for a while what about like leaving finishing work on the thursday quickly get to the airport fly down play in melbourne catch the red eye the friday go back to work friday afternoon fly to the next state like or drive to adelaide on a thursday (laughs) night 16 hours with the with vans that don't have seats that recline (laughs) like the the farts that were let off in those vans were just mcdonald's breakfast (laughs) mcdonald's (laughs) breakfast is the sole perpetrator of all of that you got pretty good at the end to decking those vans out to a little bit like you'd remove seats and put beds in there that was rage cage (laughs) disconnect the speedo (laughs) kenny kenny the most handy dude and the best part was that was that towards the end like other bands were calling Kenny like can you walk me through how yeah. to unclick the speedo right now because <laughs> it was like it was written in a special book that uh, <laughs> was great you said that before too Kenny off it was just when you're packing the van for that for going to rehearsal today it was all those memories come back and go shit this takes a lot of time like that's a whole day gone yeah, it, it's good this. they're good memories but I think when you're trying to manage work and the music that's why it was so hard if we just did that for a full time job it'd be unreal like you take those things that you miss out with that role but yeah. you had to come back and work and be mm-hmm. fatigued and get sick and tired it was just you know you wonder how the, the big bands do it like they're they're well oiled they still must miss home yeah but they're, they're set up to do that they're f- that's their job to work yeah. and then do the band it was just it just became really hard but yeah rehearsing you know two hours in traffic just to go to a rehearsal we had never lived in the same area but that just grinds you down. It just became hard. What about the worst job was if it's your turn to return the van? It was the worst, was that? You come home just, just exhausted. Just like, I don't want to see anyone. I just want to sleep. It's like, here's the keys. You've also got to take the van back. It's due before 11 a.m. It's like, yes! But those, like, those, those times when you did get home and it was like you'd driven all night and it was 6 o'clock in the morning and you was like... I, I distinctly remember sitting out on mum and dad's porch with like a coffee and a cigarette and just being like, what the fuck? Like, what just <laughs> happened? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just so quick and everything happened. You know, we were moving at such a fast pace that it was like get to the show, play, get in the van, move somewhere else, go to work, get up, go to rehearsal, do the rest. Like, it was... Like we were so busy. Like I would fucking fall over if we if we ever had to do anything like that now. Yeah. Once you stop, you can't 
to go back yeah. into that. That's life. the thing, so right? That'll be hard. And if you can't yeah, do that, it, it's just is what it is. But now you, you've got a taste of the good life. Not doing that, dropping <laughs> the van off after a sixteen-hour drive, and, and, and having re- money, and having money. <laughs> and I reckon that had to do with the elongated period of which we didn't do anything because we were like. Shit, this is all right. Like, I, I could do with having some money in my pocket and actually showing up to things I'm invited to. That that's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You know, talk about um, those like hacks. Like, Kenny used to take chairs out of the van so we could get full mattresses in and sleep. Um, but my hack was if I didn't have money, there was this time we were playing in <laughs> Perth. If I and there were times where we had zero money, and then I'll go to Subway. Yes. I'd get a six-inch Subway. I'd take a <laughs> bite and make sure I chewed it forty times. <laughs> So after it ate six inches, I felt full. There's, a <laughs> there's another hack for the musicians out there. <laughs> we could you could sell all these hacks. So chew your food a lot. Yeah, he used to he used to talk to me like all the time about like, dude, fifty times, just chew it out. It, 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 you, you'll feel fuller. You'll feel fuller. The science behind that is it doesn't go to your hypothalamus or something. It tricks your hypothalamus into yeah, thinking that you're yeah. Uh, the the leptins, which is uh, something that it's like a message your stomach sends to you. Yeah. But uh, sub of the day was definitely on the menu all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. grab a foot long, eat six inches now, stash the rest in the van. Yeah. Oh. As a fan, or when all this was going on, and I consider myself a big fan. Knowing you guys for a long time, but you, the last album sort of was recorded. It was going to be like it was. There was good work in that last album, and then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So this now is here. You go guys, let's uh, let's listen to the old stuff and a bit of new stuff. What, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> well, you, we, we spoke about this today actually. Like you can't play all of the latest album, which wasn't released, which was just kind of released ad hoc, fizzled into the ether. And yeah, people, some we, people heard it. We sort of Beyonce'd that one out. Yeah. Like, it just went, hey, here, have it. Like, but I guess, you know, for, for us, it's, it's, you've got to play a fine line between what you want to play and what's fun to play and what you know people are going to want to hear, right? Because we haven't been around in five years. So it's not like, hey, we're going to play five new songs. Get ready for it. Because everyone's going to be like, oh, fuck this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's not that thing. Like, playing these shows is, is for us to remember what happened, what That's we've cool. done. The songs, the amount of times that Far and Kenny and I sat and all the boys sat in a sweatbox rehearsal room and banged out a song for two hours. Like, that's what we want to do. But at the same time, as you said, we believe that that self-titled record had some really good stuff on it that we still really enjoy playing. So there will be some of that there. It's going to be like a four-hour set list. Just we'll play uh, everything cover to cover. Yeah, no, no, we just play each song three times just to really beef it up. <laughs> and then New Skin five times. <laughs> just wait for Encores, just for New Skin. The one yeah. single that everyone knew, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it like, it was, um, it was, that was on the first full-length album. It was the, uh, it was the single and it did, definitely stood out as the popular track. It was, but the, the one thing that I, I, I'm still fascinated to this day by is, is that the songwriting process for that song, which just... Far, uh, I guess I can explain this quickly. Far has always been the sole songwriter in the Mission in Motion in the sense that he always comes mostly with a full-fleshed idea. If not, it's 90% of the way there and I have to add some lyrics or a melody or something. But for the majority of the part, Far takes care of it. But he had this chorus, which is it, you'd had it for so long. We mm-hmm. I, I, There were multiple writing sessions where we tried to work on that song and yeah. we couldn't get it right. Like... It didn't work. We tried the chorus in the verse, the verse in the chorus. We tried it 600 different ways. And then we were trying it one day and we literally both just looked at each other and went, let's just get drunk. (laughs) 
and that's what we did. And literally, we had half a case of beers each, and we finished the song in five minutes. Yeah, like it was the filter wasn't kicking in. It was so weird. Like yeah. I just find that so odd that songwriting is like that, and it became the most popular song the band ever had. That's what I do miss about it. It's um because writing a song is fixing a puzzle. That's what I reckon. Agreed. Sometimes you, it, it's right there, but sometimes it's like exactly what you say in that example is like finding it and it's just this obsession you like I miss um, thinking about it like that and, and having the idea and coming home turning on the computer get the mics on and start being, I miss that creative the creation process absolutely and another thing that you, you guys might not remember but you I guarantee you will now is I remember recording the A Curse of Calling EP I remember walking out of the studio whilst we were recording the news I went out to have a cigarette or do something and I came back and you guys had taken the chorus and put it as the first verse yes. and the first verse and put it as the chorus and went, Brett, listen to this and you played it and I went, that's the song. Like yep. it was perfect and that's how the song Simple, always stayed. Just works. switch those two yeah. parts around it's and we crazy. went, yes. Do you remember that? The- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Electric song. Yeah. Electric <laughs> song. Big shout out to Dave Petrovic. On your Jeez, Dave. be an absolute great guest. Dave, I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he's a, what a legend he is. Dave Petrovic owns a local studio. Um, you know, was the one that a lot of the city bands wanted to go to, rock bands, and the guy's a guru. Legend. Absolute nice. I, I reckon he's had a massive impact on my life because I didn't know anything about recording, but sitting with Dave, I just I was there the whole time and, and kept asking and learning. And I think that's a, that's a thing I regret, is not sitting by Dave like you did and learning everything. Like, you just soaked up so much information. It was And, it was, and he was so great at... Doing that, yeah. like sitting there and teaching you and being patient. Very patient. I wanted to say it's worth pointing out that the last album, you had a lot to do with fire, like yes. a massive input. So you basically did the engineering and the producing with Dave, which is a, a huge accomplishment, which, you know, you don't really get rewarded for. Yeah, but, you don't think about it. Yeah. But, you, mate, hands, it was an amazing job. So, like, that's something no one really knows. And, and that's, far, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Far was the Thanks, producer bro. on every record, essentially. Mm. You know why I wanted to produce it? Because back in the day when we first started, Usti, remember Usten? Usti, yes. uh, Danny yeah. Usendorp? He had the band uh, Town Hall Steps, and they did their EP first, and it sounded awesome, it sounded rad. You know, back in the day, especially, you know, kids are being little, you know, figuring out, being little entrepreneurs and pressing their CDs and bringing them to shows. I heard that, that was rad, turning around, produced by Daniel Usendorp. I was like, you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> You must have uh, some fucking cracker stories from the road that just uh, <laughs> that are absolutely have never been told before. And, uh, where do you that, start? That's I know exactly where to start. <laughs> I know exactly where to start. There's there's got to be just there's these stories that are that have turned into legendary stories and they've grown and grown and every time you have a beer you sort of talk about these ones similar to this afternoon. <laughs> What's one, Brady, that's sticking out for you? Look, the one for me was it's it, it's it's actually a lot of mission stories all slammed into the craziest fucking weekend we ever had, which was. It was December, I have no idea what year it was, but we were finishing up for the year and we decided that we were going to go do a quick run of shows, do one local show in Sydney, play a show in Melbourne, play a show in Canberra, and then come home and be done with it for the year. Um, We went to... Sydney was at the Bull and Bush in Castle Hill, which was a venue that we played all the time back in the day. Um, I was trying to be Mr. Cool and did some rock move and pulled my back and ended up having to lean on the mic stand for the whole rest of the show. Oh, so that just wasn't a cool thing you were doing? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's weird that you kept but, doing but, it for 
but seriously, but seriously who could have told back then what wasn't me trying to be cool and what wasn't actually injury? <laughs> Neckerchief. Yeah, neck, neckerchief. That's amazing. The neckerchief. It's ridiculous. Um, so we're all we're all piling into the van to go to Melbourne afterwards, and um, I'm lying up the back, not feeling the best. But we're in the we're in the van, and we've got the light on inside while we're on the freeway, and we're we're having a discussion. Um, I think they were playing cards, right? Like yeah. in the van with the lights, like we were playing cards, and there was a there was a. Um, a truck driver behind us on the on the freeway, and he kept beeping his horn and flashing his lights at us. And uh, a very good friend of the podcast, Armo, yeah, was um, was was there, and we were doing other things. Yes, um, just yeah, whatever. <laughs> but we uh, he he kept trying to signal us, and we, we we thought it was because of the light that we had on inside the car. And Armo was like, "Pull over or smash him." And he, we were, he went from zero to a hundred really quick, really quick, and then. <laughs> Kenny, I will never forget the sound of Kenny's voice when he literally turned around and went, The fucking trail is open! <laughs> and all of our stuff was spewed along the freeway. This truck driver was trying to tell us that Drew, our old bass player, hadn't closed the trailer properly and all of our gear was now on the freeway. <laughs> which he denies. <laughs> which he still denies. And it's crazy that Drew never played another show after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Drew, if you're listening, we're sorry, but you you left the trailer open. Yeah, his undies were screwed all over the Hume Highway. <laughs> his bag exploded when he hit the freeway. That was the first thing we saw because he told us that he was stopping to pick up our gear as we were you know, over a 30k stretch. No, yeah. 30 minute stretch. Yeah. We're like, oh shit, we've got to go and find our stuff. So we do a U-turn, burn back to the service station. And then a five-kilometer drive down that half-an-hour stretch of road, just just waiting. Is something on the road? Is there something? Is there going to be a guitar or a pedal or a bag? And then the first thing we see is this bag. We're like, what's that? We get closer, and there's a fucking there's a bag in the middle of the road that's just been totally obliterated <laughs> by cars. And it's just Armo's undies everywhere, <laughs> all over the road. So it's the first thing we pick up. Like, oh, great! And then guitars and pedal boards and. Well, Crazy. so all the gear was out. Yeah, yeah. The, gear musical was, gear. the gear was falling out of the trailer on the Hume Highway at like 12 o'clock at night. And this truck driver who Armo's like wants to smash, he'd been picking up the stuff that had fallen out of the trailer for us. I never saw the man. Like You hugged him. No, 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 no. No, that, you. I was a different truck. Oh, that's a different truck driver you, and a different no, truck driver. What Far said, he was really tired. I was asleep. <laughs> he got out of the van. We all expected what was missing. Yes, I forgot. He goes, is my pedal board, is my pedal board there? Yeah, is my guitar there? Is my bag there? Yep. All right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yes, I remember that. I think we only walked away with like a busted sans amp or something like that. Like someone's yeah. sans amp hit the ground and I think exploded. we lost the guitar, didn't we? No, 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 because my story's not finished yet. Oh. <laughs> so, that, that happens. We get to Melbourne. We play the show. It's the prom... Um, at the Evelyn Hotel, we're all dressed up in 80s garb, looking like absolute idiots. We opened with... Thriller. Thriller. No, Beat It? Beat It. Sorry. Beat It. We opened with Beat It that night. Fun show. But then afterwards, Far had had a few drinky poos and decided that there was a band playing outside, like, in this, like, laneway in Brunswick. Um, and he decided that he was going to go, like, dance around and, and play, and they were playing on a generator. Cut to, like, 20 minutes later, there's, like, 300 people who have joined FAR that are dancing around, 
All of these people have spilled out of bars into Brunswick, literally like... Who he's told to join. Come in, come yeah, on, like, come They had no choice. They've they... got a sign. Can someone remind me of the band? Fuji Collective. Oh, Fuji hey. Collective. Yes. Far is holding the sign and dancing around. <laughs> there is a fucking riot happening around him. And then someone starts a fight with somebody else. The cops show up and everyone gets pepper sprayed. <laughs> the riot police showed up. The riot police showed and we, up. And we, because we'd parked about 50 metres up the road. So we ran back to our van while the police were sorting everything out. And we're sitting on the trailer watching it going, it just happened like that. <laughs> I was having a conversation with some, I went into the Evelyn, bought a beer, came back out and just started crying. And like my, my mouth was so dry. I was like, what the fuck just happened? It's almost like pepper spray, dude. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, we do was, have footage to back this up too. Absolutely. And then, so, so after that happens, we take the van back to Craigie's house. What's up, Craigie? Um, in uh, our beautiful home of uh, Berwick, Berwick, which is our hometown in Melbourne. Um, and we're all having an argument as to how to get back to Craig's house, giving Lachlan really bad uh, directions to the point where Lachlan jackknifed the trailer into the van, our rental van, and smashed the back of it. So we lost whatever that cost us. <laughs> then we're like, right, this weekend's going pretty well. Let's go to Canberra. So the next day we go to Canberra. We play an all-ages show at the Jamison Inn, I want to well say it was. Jamison Inn. The Jamison yeah, well Inn, done. I want to say. Random, random gig, by the way. Super yeah. random gig. We play. So I like smack my... Sunday gig. I'm yeah. swinging the microphone around like a dropkick. I hit myself in the face mid-song. I'm bleeding, looking like an idiot. We finish the show. Everyone's packing up their gear. Kenny's got this Epiphone SG triple humbucker thing that he's had since back in the day as his spare guitar. And we're packing the van, we're packing the van, and Kenny goes, where's my SG? And we're like, uh, nah, 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 somebody stole it. So after all that shit, we got pepper sprayed, the van exploded, (laughs) undies all over the freeway, the jackknife trailer, and then we're leaving to go back home, and someone steals a guitar. Literally the van, this is exactly what happened, everybody got into the van, the door got (laughs) shut, and there was silence for about 30 seconds, and someone just goes... <laughs> and we just fucking lost it. We didn't know what else to do. That's not the first time your shit's been stolen for a gig either, Kenny. Yes, it? that's correct. Oh, dude, <laughs> is, is that gunplay? Gun Any more gunplay? Uh, yeah, yep, that was yes. gunplay. Yes. What, what? It got returned. I don't remember exactly so, what happened. So what happened? We played at uh, the. It was called. It was at the, the embassy. embassy. The embassy hotel. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's a photo on there um, in the room. That's for, at the embassy. Oh, it is too. Um, I'll post it. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we played there and um, after you play a show, what a rad gig that was as well. That was a sick one show. One of the first. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the first. It was super fun. And you keep your gear out the back and after we played, put all the equipment there and I've got this effects pedal, you know, does all effects with the guitar. And um, at the end of the night, we come back to pick it up. It wasn't there. It's like, what's going on? Um and I asked security, said, can I check your security cameras? Like, my pedal's missing. So I went, went through and we watched it. And I watched uh, someone from a band we'd played with pick it up and pop it in their car on the side of the street. Their mum's car. Yeah, mum's car. It was like, ah, oh, that's a little awkward. And, uh, yeah, so I had to, uh, yeah, get so- my stuff back off him. <laughs> Yeah. And now he's immortalized in song. Yeah, yeah. And then we wrote a song, Any More Gunplay Gets Answered. 
I'll pick you up on one thing from your story though, Brett. You said I was swinging the microphone looking like an absolute fuckwit. <laughs> I guess you're going to Is have... that a direct quote? I guess... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if he said that, but yeah. you just did. Verbatim. <laughs> Verbatim, okay. Um, uh, you, you, you're going to look like an absolute fuckwit on the next gig there because you have to do that. That's your gig. That's your thing. That's what the fans want to see. I go to Take Him Back Sunday. I want to see Swing and Mike. I go to Mission Emotion. I want to see Brett Swing and Mike. That's what I've been there for. Yeah, I highly doubt that. Um, uh, thankfully, I'm not at, at, at the mercy of my influences as much as I was back then. Oh, he will be wearing a neckerchief, though. <laughs> I'll be heavily yeah. influencing you for the next X amount of months until this show. <laughs> so you do that. There, there was a there was a something that happened after Canberra, but I don't know if you remember it. But we're coming back down the Hume Highway, and we'd stopped about maybe fifty k's out from Sydney, and um, you know those middle of the night stops where some people have a cigarette, someone's going in, pay for fuel, and someone's going in the loop. Oh, I know what you're going to fucking <laughs> say. <laughs> you. Do you want me to tell this story? Was this the same trip? No, it wasn't. It oh, wasn't. wasn't it? Because we played, we played the art house the, the time that you're thinking of, but we're in the middle of a truck stop. It's like stop. a jigsaw puzzle. The pod- in the middle of bumfuck. I was in this van. This yeah, you were. So we're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere at like three o'clock in the morning and everyone like does their separate thing, like stretch the legs, goes to have a cigarette. I go to the bathroom and back then, let's, okay, let's call a spade a spade. I look like Hagrid slash meatloaf. <laughs> Slash the mum from the, the mum from the Goonies <laughs> that says kids suck, <laughs> but you just had it's wedding hair, and I had long hair, and I had the shit lock. Don't forget about the shit lock, the giant random dread I had at the back of my hair. <laughs> fucking whatever. Um, so I'm in the bathroom doing what a, what a dude needs to do at three o'clock in the morning, and I turn around and I go to step out of the bathroom, and a gentleman from a truck is walking in, and he opens the door, looks at me, and proclaims, "Oh shit." So, so sorry, sorry. Is this is this is this the women's? And I went, no, mate. It's fucking not. And he goes, oh Jesus, mate. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I thought he said, oh sorry, love. Yeah, or something he said, like, oh, sorry, yeah, love. Yeah, he goes, sorry, love, or something like that. The best part was that I stupidly thought that it would be funny to tell the boys that. They then immortalized. immortalized it by telling the whole fucking crowd the next night that story. <laughs> I actually have a similar memory. Sort of similar. It was a late night stop. And I don't know if you boys remember this, but oh. I'm pretty sure... No, I, I'm definitely sure. We're coming back from Queensland. We played a show with an American uh, band. A, a scary Kids, Scaring Kids. Maybe. Census Fail. One of those bands. Anyway, it was Kempsey. I'm pretty sure it was Kempsey. I, I ripped out the seats at the back of the van. I was, it was my turn to sleep on the matto at the back. We pull up at the service station... Get fuel. Uh, Pease is driving the van. He used to do our tour managing. Uh, big Shout up, Pease. Yeah, Absolute Pease. fucking legend um, who we need to catch up with. Um, basically, he pulled out, got petrol. Everyone got what they needed to get. And I was sort of in a daze. I kind of woke up. I was like, oh, sweet. I opened the boot, went out, closed the boot up, went and took a piss. And then um, basically, I was in shorts. Like, I was in undies, basically, boxer shorts. And um, then I come out of the toilet to see the van driving off. I was like, "Oh, they're just oh, they're just taking the piss." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, they're just taking the piss." I had a bottle of water with me as well, oh, and they do a U-turn. No, I was like, dude. "Oh, no, they're they're not. They're, what they're fucking driving off?" And then I was like, "In Kempsey, you have to sort of go out up one way to go back the other." And I was like, "They haven't seen me," and I'm like. Holy shit, they're going to leave without me. It's three o'clock in the morning. I get, I had a bottle of water and I run across the road as fast as I could with no shoes on. <laughs> and I threw my water bottle at the van, 
and no one noticed. And we heard it. Jesus, no, no. He's just trying to go Ask Pete. Pete said that he heard it and he thought it was a random, so he just kept trying. He was a psycho trying to attack the van. Yeah. And I was like, which oh. which hit the rear vision mirror off the van as well. Yes, yeah, it did. No Locked way. So you heard, you heard that. He's fucking heard that. Fuck. All right, so they, he drove off and I was like, he, they fucking left me. They didn't know that I, I was here. And so it's 3 a.m. in the morning. The service station is open. I, I, the, the memories are vague. I can't. I, I feel like I went to McDonald's, but I couldn't get any money. Yeah, no water, no phone. <laughs> you didn't have your phone, and a no money. And I had to work out how I'm going to contact people in a van who I don't know their phone numbers because no one knows phone numbers, right? No. So yeah, what I had to do was, and now I'm still vague on the memories, but I had to go and scab some money off someone. Go to the payphone, which is in between the McDonald's and the servo. Ring my girlfriend, wife, then girlfriend. Ring her. Three o'clock in the morning. Try to ring her a couple of times. She answered the phone and said, El, you need to ring Simon Williams, who's also a great mate of the band. The only really? one that's responsible enough to enter his phone. <laughs> because she had his number. <laughs> he chose the responsible one. She well had his number. So I was like, please call Simon. Simon needs to call one of the boys or peas. Because I don't know his number. This whole process took about forty-five minutes, <laughs> and we're flying in the middle of the night. And back to Sydney. Down the Appar- apparently, <laughs> Peace thinks he's making great time to go because he used to drive fast, <laughs> really fast. Uh, he basically Simo got in touch with Peace about forty-five minutes, and apparently the conversation was like, "Kenny's not there," and he's like, "Come on, man, you're taking the piss." And there was like five minutes of banter before they actually got. Hang on, he's actually not in the van. <laughs> And then basically another half an hour later, 45 minutes, come back. And that was the story. Oh, <laughs> shit. I forgot all about but that. But it was the, the process because you had no money and I was naked. It was cold too. You're trying to scab money. for I need it for, to make a phone call with no shoes on, ripped jeans and stuff. <laughs> and who is this smacking? Boxer shorts on. That's but, you amazing. Know, it's good problem solving. Like, you're lucky that you could get in contact. Because no, not, it was number. Next morning. Yeah. yeah, gone. No idea where you would have been. It was my wife's number. I was like, oh. mm, I remember that. That's the only link. See, I, I, would, could, I couldn't remember my wife's number now. I, I couldn't tell you. I could ring my old home number from when I was a kid and that's it. Yeah, that's what I miss about the, the phone. Um, you know, you had, had to memorise it. Yeah, and when it was on the wall, the numbers were pretty big. It was, it was like a text <laughs> total. You know, you could feel it. And I'd remember numbers from the way my fingers moved. Kenny so had, I've still got yours then. Kenny back. had his when you had to do the circle around. <laughs> <laughs> so it was hard. <laughs> anyway, long-winded story, but that was it, yeah. I mean, there's plenty more, obviously, but just they just pop up. like, And you can tell those stories again. And still be entertained by them, like in a group setting. Yeah, that's the best part. But that's that's what... the best part is about like all of us hanging out and then just forgetting shit, right? Like there are so many things I heard today that I just did not remember. Yeah, oh, it's awesome, absolutely. It's and it's just the different perspectives as well, I guess, because it is the closest thing we have to a time machine. Getting back together with people who you spent so much time with, like every time I see you, it felt it feels very much at home. You know what I mean? Like it's very familiar. Even though when was the last time we caught up? Oh, we did have a night in the city. Yeah. Um, well, but other than that, like, it's probably been two times, three times for the last what, what, ten, five years. How many years since you've last played? It's been five well, years. About five years. But you still years, maintain yeah. that bond. Like, yeah. that'll never leave, you know. It like, is it's a bond. very special. Yeah. You know? A massive bond. Like, I, I, I think. And we're all from completely different people. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have four, five dudes that are so yeah, completely so diverse. Life, yeah. You know, like, and that's kind of, that was the beauty of it. But that was also the hard part because we're all coming from different places, different yeah. friendship groups and. 
you know, yeah. like, you know, just combine those in a, in a long-term setting, it became difficult because you're missing out on all this shit. Yeah, know? different parts of just geographically. Like, he's all lived over an hour away from the next closest person yeah. Yeah. All, the to- all the time. But so. it's like, I think about in those in those years as well, like, there was a lot of work and there was no real rule book. We had a manager, Nish. He was pretty helpful, you know, but, you know, the whole time before we had Nish working with us, like, it was just f- figuring out Learn by, on, mis- on the learn run. by mistakes. Yeah, and, it was, and yeah. so it's it's you, you as you say, there's five people so different, and now you need to work together to fucking to get this, um, you know, this vision, bring it to life. Like yeah. it, I think about how much you learn about co- I know, collaborating with each other, and well, opportunities come, and you think, yeah. oh, we'll take it, yeah. you know, and how do you execute it? And sometimes you'll stuff it up, or you'll nail it. But yeah. then you make a mistake, you go, oh, I won't make that same mistake. Yeah, this one that was we'll next time. part of the beauty of it too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, oh, it was hard. But- <laughs> there, was, there was some great mistakes. What were some of the best mistakes? Some of the best mistakes. Uh, the blunt sampler. Oh. The blunt. Yeah. The blunt. So we, we were on, uh, back in the day, like it was like the holy grail of being like a local band to get on the blunt magazine yeah, sampler. Music magazine. Like mm-hmm. the music mag sampler. And oh, I remember yeah. we got the opportunity to do it when we were, re- <laughs> we were releasing our second EP and I was like, it's only our second EP. Blunt sampler. This is crazy shit. Yeah. So it's the CD that's stuck to the, you know, the front cover. So of- I don't know who did what and how this got messed up, but as I said before, Far writes the majority of the music. So there's always a demo. Of, of a song and it sometimes it has me singing on it and majority of the time it has far singing on it and I just learn the song and then go from there I don't know who it was I'm not going to point the blame at anybody it was Nish <laughs> <laughs> they released a demo I wasn't going to say that Nish Fa- gave, Nish the wrong gave them oh. the wrong track which was the demo that had fast vocals on it and computer drums and it ran all across Australia oh. across the world yeah yeah <laughs> So that's oh, that's very yeah. mi- very mission in motion. <laughs> very mission in motion. Yeah. Yeah, very. But but to be fair, to counter that, we did have some success with you know we had a song on the radio. I mean that, that was good. that same song was a very popular film what, clip. What song was it? Was, was it, it We, we take, take This to the Night? No, no, was it? my new skin. Oh no, yeah, oh, sorry. That, that was We Take. No, it was We Take This to the Night, which was the first mission in oh. motion film clip filmed in a car park in Melbourne on Logie's night. Yes, was it Logie's night? Was it Logie's night? Yes, GK was there. Geordie was there. There's some great footage of. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, there's dude. footage of Geordie while we're filming the <laughs> film clip. You know, oh. everyone's miming and doing it. There's fucking smoke machines and shit. <laughs> and I, had my, I had my hair expertly hair straightened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, uh, and, uh, and the way you do the film clip, you've got the song playing you're not plugged in so you're you're, you're dancing to <laughs> and it's over and over and over again to, yeah. to knock down the fourth wall it's that film clip shot multiple times yeah and that's it so that's the film clip but there's this footage of <laughs> Gareth as he's filming Gareth McGilvery shout yes, out to Gareth. Gareth as he's filming Geordie's behind him nude like <laughs> drinking a beer like <laughs> trying to put everyone off <laughs> <laughs> And that's oh, the, the clip we used, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, we we got rid of Gareth's gear. No, it was a great, it was a great film clip. It did well. It was, a, it was on um, V Channel V. Channel it was the v. MTV ran it a couple of times as did well, they? I think. But like, but it, little little tiny milestones that some you know big bands take for granted. Like, you, it was for, the for right us, clip of the week right, on Channel yeah. V. It was for right, us, so it was on really? rotation. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was special, you know. Like, mm-hmm. For us, it's like, yeah, that was that was good, you know. If nothing else happens, that was one thing we've achieved. And that was really special, you know? Like, yeah. I think it's, that, yeah. It, I, yeah. I remember the day of that film clip still 
deciding, you guys were deciding what song to make the film clip. Yeah, I think it was gonna the Precursor yeah. calling. calling or We Take This to the Night. Right decision. That's right. So, yeah. So right up, it was literally, from my memory, it was right up till I got nude. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then where did the idea... I came up with the idea for the video. And I... Very yeah, original I, idea. I, 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 I was no not. But, because, I, because I roped Andy into it. Yes, that's yes, right. That's Andy. right. Oh, yeah, because there was a, story, a bit of a storyline as yeah. well for it. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you can call that a storyline. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a story. It's just the way you sell it. Um, there's a story. It's a metaphor. That's, it's a probably, metaphor. that's probably how I sold it to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but you were saying you had a bit of success before. Like, you were on, like, friggin' uh, Like a Version. You played on Like a Version with Tom and Alex. Was that was the host. That was a highlight. That yeah. was cool. That's a huge highlight. That was cool. Well, How exciting was that? Something I've never we, been so nervous in my life. Something yeah. we wouldn't have expected, you know... Of our, it's just like something Oh that's You know We wouldn't be doing something And it's probably Quite a small thing For a lot of bands That get to do that that's But huge. for us that's It was awesome. huge Yeah But like it's also It's so well known That that Like whenever I tell anyone About the band Or talk to anybody About the band And they say Oh would I know anything And I said Oh we do like a version Like everybody yeah, uses that right. As like a success indicator They're like yeah. Oh holy shit yeah, You did like 100%. a version So like that seems to be The first thing I talk to people about But it was yeah, like it was it was very nerve-wracking. If you oh, had I your was... time again, Far, how would you explain the song you were going to play? On like a version? Yeah, you know how they say, can you give me a clue? Ah, what did we ah, say? It's fighting when you're naked or something. You said uh, dreaming and punching. Dreaming and punching. Or, or something. Or punching or fighting, in a dream. Fighting in a dream. <laughs> fighting. Are we going to play naked and famous punching in a dream, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's... Freaking cool! That's what I, I say that a few when people ask some stuff too. They always sort of say, "What what have they been on?" I say oh, they play Big Day Out, sort of Soundwave. They've been on Like a Virgin. But when you say Like a Virgin, they go, "Oh shit!" I listen to that every Friday. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's like, a, like like a lot of people sort of yeah get around it. It's 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 interesting. Well, yeah, I suppose the you know as a band, well, you sort of we all played, we all knew each other from different sort of walks of life, and we kind of just formed and you know always. Grew up playing music. Um, Far and Brady were jamming. They said, do you want to join a band? Let's do it. You know, and it sort of evolved that way. But, you know, which is probably quite organic for most bands. You don't really know where it's going to take you. Um, certain opportunities come along and it's basically how how do you, do you choose to... Do you um, take them? We had opportunities to go to America and Japan and, like, relocate. You know, those are the things you actually should do to make a living from it yeah yeah for us it was like oh do we or do we not you know and i don't know like i don't regret any of the decisions we've made yeah i, I often think of the sliding doors the what could have been you know if you release the last album and give it a good crack but think about all the bands in the world millions of bands that all do the same thing the same grind and it's oh, it's yeah. like unless you do it it's really hard to understand yeah what's involved and and how much hard work it is for bands to be successful. Like, you it's know, gotta and come, it's gotta this come word to an end at some and, time. But right? what's successful, and you know? Successful, like, yeah. I guess, at the end of the day, you've got to be making a dollar at it so you don't have to but, do, but do two, you? three jobs. Do you? Not to be successful, but if, if you to enjoy it, if you're saying, then I've got to get the red eye, go back to work, then get another red eye, go back and play in Melbourne, then do this. That's you got to make some money but at the for same, it to be easy. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's kind of subjective, right? Because you sort of set out what you believe is going to be successful for you. Like, because 
if, if, if I'm reasonably honest about the band and, and, and our time, like there are some things that we did that I never thought we would do. Like there were some opportunities that we got that I really was just like, I can't like, like you and not far. And I always have this discussion, like, and we've, we've had it ever since we played the show that after Sydney Soundwave, we both decided that that was like the show, like the, everything went right. Like that was the perfect show. And I remember sitting down after that show and just being like, <laughs> holy shit, dude. Like I was just like, I was, it, it blew me away. Like I, it just was one of those things. And I think it's, it's just interesting that, that we as five people got to, you know, endure those times, but also we got to enjoy a lot of crazy fun yeah, like ridiculous yeah. things that we got to do. I love this one. Just popped in my head as you were speaking. Um, in Soundwave in Perth, like one of those cool things that you can you have a chat about when you see, catch up with each other. Do you remember the time in Perth when um, we yes. played Soundwave and it was it was night? We'd had a couple of drinks and we we'll, we went up behind the stage of Angels and Airwaves watching Tom DeLong, which was rad. I mean, we flew on the same plane with Tom DeLong, and we're like. Yeah, this is sick. I didn't get a photo. Brett went straight up, and I regret that day forever. Can we can we can we talk about that quickly though? Because he sat like we heard him at the airport, and I've always known Far to to be the guy who 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 goes after what he wants. Like he just like if, if he wants to talk to someone, he'll talk to someone. If he wants to do anything, but that was the first time he's ever been like, "Dude, you go up," and I was like, "What, really?" And he was like, "Yeah, dude, no, nah, I can't do it." And I went up, I was, I was, I was paralyzed. I was, it was crazy. I'd never seen that happen before. They was, say never meet your idols, don't they? Fast, so maybe you touched a bullet. <laughs> Just on side note, side story. I took my daughter on a birthday last week. Went into um, uh, Featherdale Farm, the zoo out here, and um, went into the zoo. Haven't hadn't been there before. It's one in uh, Doonside. It's a zoo there. Have you heard of this? Yeah, Featherdale Farm, Wildlife Park, Wildlife yeah, Park. As walk in, where and, I got robbed at night, but yeah, another one. It's, well, I, I tell you what, as we're driving in, Leash touched the dashboard and here, all the locks in the car go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as we got in there, there was all these birds, bird cages. And I look at some of the birds. Oh, what are these birds? Oh, it's a cockatoo from Mudgee. And then, <laughs> and then it had one, um, the Australian magpie. And I'm thinking, Jesus, not the best kind of collection of birds. And as I'm walking around, <laughs> as I'm walking around, there's all these people gathering around this other cage. I think, oh, what's this animal? I walked out and had a look. It was Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith. Like, Will Smith. Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. That is the best Will thing S- ever. Will Smith's in Doonside. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> from West Philadelphia. <laughs> 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 so Doonside's nothing. Shit. Oh, well spent Mills Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> side note. Are you serious? Yeah. What's, did, is did, he obviously in the country then? <laughs> yeah, he's been everywhere, though. On the, like, he's been at the tennis, at the cricket. Featherdale Wildlife fucking Dude yeah. That didn't make the news, did it? He's here. This was like having his podcast thinking, I made it when I went to Featherdale. That's did when you, I mean, we did Did something. you see him? Did he go, ha ha? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you took me by surprise, Will. But, but I was thinking that poor Australian magpie. Thinking, no one already likes me. They've got Will Smith there. Who's running the union for us? But if you're walking around that place thinking these birds are shit, what's Will Smith thinking? Like, he's some old superstar going, what the fuck am I looking at? He must be looking at me and getting the same feelings that I get looking at the magpie. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And it's obviously a tough area, as Kenny said. He's got robbed at knife point there too. So yeah, on the, it out. on the train. Yep, no shit. Oh, oh fuck, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, 
Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, Perth. I, I froze again. <laughs> Will Smith. I, I Will said, Smith was a Perth. No, no, yeah, we were talking about seeing Tom DeLonge anyway, so I just thought... Oh, yeah, yeah. But getting back to, uh, we w- went behind the stage and we were watching Tom DeLonge play, and this is awesome. And then as we looked down, me and Brady, you know, just completely geeking out. You know, you, you watch a big band, you see the people on the side of the stage? That was us. <laughs> this was our time to do it with Angels and Airways. And um, behind us was uh, their rider, and a rider is all the drinks that they're provided with. I had a look, and there was this bottle of... Um, Jim, was it? it was Jim Beam. A bottle of Jim Beam. was like, they got bottles of Jim Beam. We got one beer. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting bottles. So I said, hey, Brady, let's just take it. Said, yep. <laughs> So we grabbed it and we... And oh, did we run like the we wind. We fucking legged it. And as I'm running, I'm running in my thongs. I stack it. <laughs> and my front toe goes... <laughs> and the nail just slips right up and there's blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. <laughs> I've nerved his skin off like 30% of his legs. <laughs> 30%. It was a horror scene. Did it's, the bottle break? <laughs> No, 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 it didn't. Because Brady held it. So <laughs> I had the bottle. You never still, run you in double pluggers. You still in that bottle was the thing I heard on uh, the Joe Rogan experience that Tom DeLong said took him off the music course <laughs> into, into looking for aliens. I don't know. Because he used to get pissed and write music up yeah. and he couldn't, so he goes, well, fuck, I've got to do something. <laughs> something ridiculous. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about in that podcast, though. That's crazy. It's a bit out there. But he can't it? tell you about it. You don't know the things he does. Yeah, no, none of the he does. <laughs> but what, but I, consider this: what if what he knows was told to him by someone who was lying? <laughs> Look, I mean, that's that's very interesting. What that's if the thing. whole time Tom Dillon's like, "Were you lying? Shit! All right, I'm going on it's holidays." Like, how do you get out of that one quietly? Oh. <laughs> Although I'm right into um, Dirk Gently. Uh, holistic detective which is all that weird shit so I would like it to be maybe a bit true all that alien <laughs> stuff that Tom's going on about oh it's very out there I have no idea what you guys are talking about yeah. <laughs> I know why we're staring down this uh, <laughs> uh, alley I'm in this because uh, we had six weeks off the podcast so uh, <laughs> I watched a lot of porn and Netflix <laughs> at the same time which is a dap skill it's a dap <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's a couple of shows I got into. <laughs> All right, so when you were touring, was there a sh- like was like a there there's some sort of like like Seinfeld? Was it an ongoing like? Did you have like that show that that was the 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 thing that the glue for the group that you all just there was you know hey you can just say a joke from Seinfeld or something all the time was there an ongoing joke <laughs> oh for the whole yes years? Now, there was a lot of different things there but was, it was like yeah. there was like a park park life or park life the song, yeah. songs that would pop up and, yeah it was it was um something that random Ryan, shit something that yes. Ryan and I do and then you and I started doing it whereas we do park life by Blur. But we talk in the Cockney accent that the dude has, but we just talk about what we're seeing in the van. Like, <laughs> me and Father went down to fucking Perth and there was a bridge over there and fuck life. And everyone just keeps doing it. And then the they go time. for two hours and no one would have any fucking and idea every, what they And everybody takes time. The other one that you would, everybody in this room would have been involved in, which was done a lot of times, was roll call. Oh, yeah. Shabuya. There was actually, always a roll call in Actually, the remember, remember... I think it was Canberra, that show after the guitar was stolen. Someone goes, so long, suck down. Oh, yes. And every time we played every a really, city we leave. Every shit gig. Yes. I, I think. I sometimes sh- there came out when there was a shit. Pl- 
everyone was crap at the the gig and people were unresponsive or whatever. That was kind of... I like, have this sneaking suspicion that the origins of that was a venue that we played in Melbourne called The Castle. We played there with the Hotel Charlie and sh- oh, someone dared Sean Dwyer to yell that out when we left and he just full body out the window went so long suck down and then <laughs> every the time outside, we had a yeah. shit show we would yell that out the window after That's every right. bad night which yeah. was pretty Dwyer. much whenever we left Adelaide I saw Dwyer two weeks ago Oh, Random, yeah. randomly in Queensland I was up there for my auntie's 70th and I bumped into him at the beach yeah all around Dwyer good legend yes. Sean Dwyer on fire yeah and if you're listening Flycat we love him <laughs> <laughs> he's a big listener of this show actually Excellent. He loves it. So he'll be listening to this one for sure. Oh, he also said he might fly down for the show. Uh, <laughs> well, hold you to it. <laughs> Have you got uh, an opener for this uh, new show? You know how you mentioned before. Whoa, you... whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just get the songs, like, remembered. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I've got one. What do you got? You know uh, the opening scene. I don't know how this works. Cause I, I'm not the band guy. It's, I guess this is up to you, Far, and Brett, how this works. But uh, I'll get to you too, because you're there as well. <laughs> you know, everyone but me here. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the Goonies, the opening scene when the the Fratellis are driving away from... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the robbery. <laughs> I don't know how you, you, make, you make that good. And if that comes out, guys, you're listening to this show, because it'll be in the future when this show's on, and... That idea comes up. I want ten percent of whatever, <laughs> whatever the door is. <laughs> nah, we're not doing it. All right, <laughs> you need all that money. <laughs> all right, so I mean, so we've got last show. We'll finish it up. What does it mean for you to do the last one? Oh, it means everything. Like that was such a big part of our life, and we never got to finish. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it fizzled. We kind of just it got to that point where. It was just too hard to rehearse and organize shows and everyone just sort of, yeah, got on with their lives. But we never really gave the people who actually gave a shit about our music and our band any like sort of indication of what was happening. And that was a bit unfair on our part, but Mm -hmm. so sorry to all those guys. But it was just hard. Mm -hmm. Like, this is circumstance. So I think it's a bit of a full stop, you know, like a bit of nostalgia. Like, this is our last show, you know, because there won't be another one, Mm -hmm. but... You know, like that's just sort of, I think, tying it all together and just enjoying like this today, tomorrow, mm-hmm. the next three or four months because, like, you know, that's that's a big thing that we we did, we we shared. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's like a big part of of doing it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like that to get that full stop. It just kind of stopped, and it wasn't because to go from that state to get into your new life it takes time. It, you know, it's like it's always been that thing has kind of been left open. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that full stop, just to just to. Yeah, it's like you know, you go on holidays when you're a kid, and you always think of that place, and you get to go back there, and you see what that tree looked like. You know what I mean? This is what it feels like to go back and get a nice little taste again, and yeah. and then finish right. And I if- also like I, I I genuinely miss the songs. Like like today, like I didn't I didn't like you know you can go back and listen to them obviously, but like almost the muscle memory in singing them again was like, shit, I haven't sung these songs in five years. Like, this Mm -hmm. is crazy. And then, obviously, music being the amazing, you know, nostalgic tool that it is in terms of memory, like, Mm -hmm. it just went straight back. Like, everything we're doing, from Lachlan warming up with his usual drum fill that he always did, like, to all those (laughs) kinds of things. Like, it just, it put me back there straight away. And I think that 
personally for me, like it's just good to get to hang out with everybody in the same room. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 we did so much of the stuff for the first time as five dudes. Like we experienced so much together and worked our asses off so hard as five people well, that, Drew as well. And Drew, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Drew, absolutely. first bass player, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Um, I everyone who was, and, and everyone around who was ever involved, from Pease to Willie to, to everybody who ever Schroeder. helped out, like Schroeder, like everyone who ever helped out. Like it's just, it's going to be nice to have just, that back, to yeah. have that together again for one night. Like yeah. just, to, and that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. So let's when what, what's happening? When are you guys playing? We'll put obviously put this out after the official announcement, so we can go there. What uh, when is it, Brady? What when are you playing? Where I are you actually playing? Have no idea. <laughs> it's oh, the so fourth or the fifth of May. It's Cinco de Mayo, so it's a fifth of May. Standard mission. I knew it was May. I knew it was May. <laughs> it's the fifth of May. Saturday, the fifth of May. Fifth of May. We'll at the down. We'll uh, put it up on our socials um, at uh, GKNF on Twitter and on Facebook. Which is working title, but we're going to have a new name in a couple of weeks yeah. as well. Keep, stay posted. Keep, keep listening just for that. I know you want to. But just to plant a seed, it sounds like we've got that wrap-up feel. And also, if, like, is it, what, 200, 250 cat room? I, hopefully we can sort of sell it enough. Yeah. If, if it does really well, which we have no indication on, we might throw another show. But it's it's as as it is. It's the Saturday night. And yeah. That'll be it. Full That'll stop. Be it. So That'll be the one. Uh, unfortunately, no. Fifth of May at the Lansdowne Hotel. Unfortunately, no Melbourne or Brisbane or Perth, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you know, it's just going to be too expensive for us to get over there because playing in a band is expensive. Yes, it is. It is expensive. Hey, but just to plant a seed before we wrap it up, want to do another podcast episode after it because I tell you what, I feel like we're, we're shortchanging people. We got stories deluxe, but even just to share with people who wouldn't be able to make the Sydney show. Mm-hmm. Just uh, have a bit of a chat about oh, it. If you guys would be keen to do it again on the other side of the 5th of May. Absolutely. Oh, shizzle. Yeah. We, we can go for another hour if you want with stories because there is a million of them. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's From unfortunate. Kenny Vasoli passing a football and learning how to bet in Australia <laughs> to, uh, oh, yes. to uh, just tours with all sort of guys you guys did, which was awesome. Special shout out to um, GK's merch skills, screaming from the booth at Fowler's, like like he was an auctioneer selling our selling our merch. A one merchandise at Fowler's in Adelaide. Yeah, and and the kids have never seen someone really yell at them like that before, and they were like, "Shit, it, it was aggressive." Yeah, <laughs> get a shirt, mate. We, we sold we sold out of merch that night, though, so that was good. Uh, yeah, Dude, we did. thanks thanks heaps for coming in. Um, thanks for having us. We're gonna yeah, I think if I hit it on the head, there's heaps. More. Yes. He's all stories. There's yeah. heaps more stories. There's a lot of more stories. Heaps more stories, but we've got the rest, or you got the rest of the band hanging outside the studio. So yeah, we've got go guests. And, we've got the other dudes out there. So. Let's go and chat to Lockwood and Rowan and fucking hang out. Thanks for listening, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.